0: Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Tamra Early Wine.
1: When I changed my morning routine from getting up and going, okay, gotta get ready for work, I gotta watch the news, take my dog out. I then switched it a year ago to I get up, I meditate, I stretch. I don't watch any news. I do not even look at my phone for messages. I don't check any social media. It's all about my inner peace. And then once I finish that morning routine, my day is so much better.
0: Hi there, and welcome back to Leader Brand, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle, and every week I talk to amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second right now to subscribe in whichever player you're using. And if you're on an Apple device, Hit that new follow button at the top. That way, Apple will let you know when I drop a new episode rather than you scratching your head and wondering if there's anything new to listen to. This week, my guest is Tamara Early Wine, and we're going to be talking about something very, very important today. How you handle what's in your head is probably one of the most important indicators of success. And, Tamara, for the listener who doesn't know you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what it is you do for people's heads.
1: Okay. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you having me here. So I'm a life coach and founder of Zenitude and Zenitude is more than my business. It's a lifestyle brand that fosters more positivity in our world towards ourselves, others, and the situations around us. And it's all about making healthy decisions while having fun doing it. So it's a Zen with an attitude, a positive attitude. and. I'm here in La Jolla, California, which is uh, the northern tip of San Diego.
0: And honestly, if you had said to me six weeks ago, I'm from La Jolla, San Diego, I would have said, that's somewhere I've never been and I could never imagine going. But I was there about five weeks ago and it is absolutely gorgeous. One of the prettiest places I've ever been. I'm so jealous.
1: It's so, yeah, I feel so blessed to live here. It's just, yeah, every, every day it's just being out in the beauty, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, you saw, it. it's just, I feel very fortunate. It is.
0: It's like, it's just insanely pretty and it's really small. So I, I w-
1: <laughs> Well, it is because I used to live in LA. Well, Venice Beach was just part of Los Angeles. And if, have you been to Los Angeles and see how I good haven't. that is to get through? <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. moving here is so much different
0: yeah but honestly just paradise that's really really nice yeah I'm
1: bummed I missed you
0: yeah I know honestly when I went to San Diego suddenly <laughs> the, I didn't realize how many people I knew there that's one of the blessings of this podcast is I've met so many people from so many different places but then the podcast itself has led to spin off relationships with people like you who I hadn't met through the podcast but you reached out as a result of me doing it. And yeah, when I went to San Diego, there was probably about five or six invitations from people who weren't at the conference that I was at, but lived there and I had no idea.
1: Wow. So no wonder you were so time, busy.
0: I'm going to have my own meetup where I'll let people know I'm coming.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful idea. Absolutely. You could get a yacht like Sue B did.
0: I'm not paying for a yacht. No, <laughs> I'm going on her yacht next time.
1: We'll make, make that happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I mentioned to you earlier is if we all have access to the same information, why don't we all see the same success? And I think it, it really boils down to who we are. And a lot of people might think, well, that's not very helpful, Bob, because I am who I am, but that's just not true. There wouldn't be a whole personal development industry if we weren't possible of change. And something that I've definitely found speaking to guest after guest after guest is they've not always been the person that they are. The successful person that they are had to evolve. It was almost like they were a human sculpture. They had to really cultivate their mindset, their creativity, their positivity, their enthusiasm, their tenacity. So many different qualities that they need to cultivate in order to become the successful person that they are. But at the heart of all of this really is positivity, mindset, attitude. So for the person who's maybe thinking, you know what? The world gets me down from time to time. Everybody seems to be out to get me. Why can I never find the success that I want to find? What could they maybe look at as some tools to help them remain positive? I think being positive for a little while is quite easy, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to be doing difficult things for the next four or five years, you need a different set of tools so what is it that you've maybe cultivated in your own practice that helps you, that other people might be able to benefit from?
1: And that's a great question. I mean, firsthand, I am who I am today is not who I was two years ago. And thank goodness for all these tools that um, I had around me to help me get to the place where I love that I am and you first of all I mean you you have to want the change you can't you know if you try to change somebody tell somebody they're going to change they're not going to do it but they do need to discover on their own that this is something that they want and those are the type of people that um, you know I work with is is people who want to utilize the tools that are out there to get to a better place you know it's it's For me, just to use as a personal example, I think, you know, especially with my coaching business I've been through, I've had so many not so good situations that I was always able to turn around and, and make it a lot better and using what my, the tools that I've used is always, you know, it's about believing in yourself and having confidence knowing that what's happening at this very moment isn't going to be happening for the rest of your life. It's easier said than done. But that's why if you surround yourself with people who are similar to you or who, who want to grow. That's number one. You've really got to be around people who, who are positive and, and, it, you know, if people are bringing you down. It's really good to eliminate them. I'm not saying for, you know, take them out of your life, but, you know, reduce the time spent because it all comes down to when you're happy within, then your relationships are going to be much more happier because you're in a better place and that's going to extend to your family, you know, your, your loved ones uh, in, in work. So it's all about how you are reacting in situations. Can I use an example?
0: Yeah, please.
1: I, I just, it just came to mind. And I haven't shared this. So I mentioned that I'm in a much better place now. And I will say in 2019, I wasn't what I would be, in a Zenitude. <laughs> I was, you know, given the situation that was going on, I was um, not in a really good place, but I was, I was trying everything I could to get myself into a more positive, have more positive outlook, knowing that what was going on wasn't going to be happening forever. But here's a situation that, I was living in Venice Beach for 16 years. And so every time I drive to Arizona, I knew the path. I take the 10, I go straight to the 10 and I get to, you know, through Phoenix. Moved to San Diego. First time I went to drive over to uh, it was Thanksgiving 2019 for, you know, to visit my family. And I was not in that good place. So when I lost directions and I was ended up in somewhere in the boonies and it was 530 a.m., I was. Not myself. I was I was not a zenitude and it was just I was not happy. Um, fast forward a year later, so we're at 2020, so I'm driving out, I'm leaving. I'm sorry, it's 2020 and then 2021. So this past November, I'm driving to Phoenix and I did the exact same thing. I took the wrong direction, it exact, and I ended up in the same. It was dark and it was like early in the morning. And I started laughing. I immediately started laughing. And I thought, this is so funny. I did this last year. So basically, that's what the basis of Zenitude is. It's just, you know, our reaction determines what happens next. So that first reaction, when I was just yelling and screaming, I did not have a peaceful drive to Phoenix. Last year, when I started laughing, I had an amazing drive to Phoenix because it was so funny. And I just, I was just in high spirits and I had a great, you know, six, seven hours to Phoenix. So that's what I'm really trying to incorporate, you know, spread with, with everyone, you know, I hope to see, you know, and over the next 10 years, have everybody saying Zenitude, but it's about just when you're in a lousy situation, you have control. And so you get to choose the outcome, but if you're not in a happy space inside, you're not going to choose that that positive reaction. And so that's it's all about you know you, you need to use these tools that are out there you know these self help books. Now, a lot of people don't like this self help. It's meditating. It's one of my big things that I promote in my business is your morning routine. That is absolutely crucial. That was a game changer. When I changed my morning routine from getting up and going, okay, got to get ready for work. I got to, you know, watch the news, take my dog out. And I then switched it a year ago to, I get up, I meditate, I stretch. I don't watch any news. I do not even look at my phone for messages. I don't check any social media. It's all about my inner peace. And then once I finish that morning routine, I have such my day is so much better. So that that's just like one thing. I don't want to say I require of who I coach, but it's basically, yeah, I require. <laughs> I think it's critical that you have a, a positive, healthy morning routine to set your day up.
0: I'm really glad you mentioned that because it didn't pop into my head. But actually you're so right. I think if you bookend the day with a, a morning routine and an evening routine, they don't have to be complicated. What they do is they, they just give you that orientation of what are your priorities, getting your mental state, right? You're, you're in a creative state rather than a reactive state, which is where most people spend their time is reacting to the things around them rather than taking charge and being creative with their day. I think the the one thing that I would bring into the morning routine that I think elevates it from simply preparing your mental state to becoming mindfully creative with the day is just refreshing yourself on, this is my vision for life. And therefore, this is what I'm going to focus on today. This is where I want to go. I made a YouTube video today and it was called building a time machine for fun and profit. And it's something that i come back to with clients again and again. And it's what do you want your future to look like? this is one of the key ingredients of a time machine is a fantasy is this is the big vision. This is what I would love it to look like. And you can play with that as much as you like. Then crystallize that down into a concrete written vision. This is who I want to be is what I want my life to look like to reset every day on that vision, begin with it, end with it. It then educates the projects that you should be focused on the important ones rather than the ones that everybody tells you are urgent. And then if you take just a small amount of action on those every day, you'll get to where you want to be. This is what I'm talking about being a creative state, mm-hmm. but it needs that positive mindset. If you're reacting to negative things that are going on, it's really, really hard, which is why we're talking.
1: And, and, I, and I like that you said, it's just making progress, like doing, doing what's important to you project. And, and just doing little things. I'm, um, one of the things that I call, uh, you know, for Zenitude coaching is, you know, one of the essentials is, or essentials is celebrating your wins, well, I like your, that. you know, your small wins, your big wins. You have to look at the end of the day and go, what went well for me today? And what went, didn't go well for me today, but what did I do to move myself forward towards this big thing I'm working on? And it's just, you know, you're going to have setbacks because you can't, you know, you can't set a date and say that's the destination when I want to finish it. It's doing these little things. It's going to build up over time. But as we know, life happens and you get a huge bump in the road that kind of swerves you off your, you know, what you're working on. But again, at the end of the day, look at what you did positively. You're still on track. It's if you, it's if you don't hold yourself accountable or what's great about having a coach as myself is, is we hold you accountable. This is what you want to do. You know, this is what you're setting out to do. Allow someone to hold you accountable because that's going to help you get to where you want to be. It's, you know, it's not, it's, not a you know, there's not an end where you have to have it by a certain date. But as long as you're progressing, and and having somebody helping you see that your wins are getting you to that next step and closer to your goal, it's extremely helpful. It's really and it, it's you know that that encouragement is you know we all like to have like a you know maybe a little cheerleader saying you know look you're doing this you can't see it because basically you know as, as a coach it's like you're helping somebody. They already know what they want to do, but it's just got to really help them bring it out because they have so much going on in their lives. Um, You know, their, their minds aren't where they want to be and you're just really helping to guide them. You pull it, pull it out, what it is they want and help them create a path to actually get there and then help, you know, hold them accountable.
0: And I think that's true in lots of different areas. And I think a lot of people would think of coaches in terms of peak performance or, perhaps sort of technical coaching. There's there's lots of different areas of coaching that people are quite familiar with. But I think that mindset piece, for a lot of people, that's actually the key area where they struggle. They often won't admit it to themselves, but it's so, so important. And I think Huge. another area that you touched on is often underestimated by people who haven't experienced it. And I look at, again, coming back to this, if we all have the same information, why don't we all have the same success? And one of the, the characteristics of very, very successful people is they take their network and their community very, very seriously. Now, it's easy to hear that and think that they're talking about their peer group or their going out networking, looking for opportunities, or they're thinking about their their Facebook groups where all their potential customers are. But actually, these one-to-one mentor relationships and mastermind relationships are probably the most important relationships that any business owner is ever going to have. And you mentioned your own mastermind experience recently as being really important.
1: Yeah, it, like, it was key to getting me to where I am with Zenitude and launching it. Because if we you know go back, I coined Zenitude back in twenty or two thousand four. I was living in Venice Beach, uh, just outside of LA. And fast forward eighteen years later, it's now coming out. What made a big difference for me is is joining this mastermind group a year ago. Um, I, I hired a coach, and, and the coach had his elite mastermind group, and we were all holding each other accountable for what we were going to do. So we had to post each week, this is what I'm going to accomplish this week, accomplish. And then at the end of the week, this is what I accomplished and this is what I didn't accomplish. So that really, for me, I haven't had anybody really holding me accountable for a long time. So this was a big, Jump for me! I knew it's something that I wanted because I I just I sat on Zenitude so long. I really wanted to get it and share it in the world. So have working with its mastermind group for the last year was so instrumental in in helping me, you know, actually launch it and and you know start my coaching business and and start you know getting Zenitude as a, as a lifestyle brand. It was you know and, and okay. Mentioned to you before, Bob, like your show was extremely instrumental in helping me. You know, because I have my mastermind group where I'm being held accountable, but I needed to seek out information, tools that would help me get bring Zenitude to the next level as I was trying to do it all by myself and just listening. To your show and your guests, you know, it it prompted me to hire a brand strategist who really helped get everything that I wanted to say out there in the way that I wanted to say it.
0: I think the thing with shows like this and there are others is they're great for information, but if you're somebody who will take action, they can be a double-edged sword because I find a lot of people, they get paralyzed by the number of things that they could do, that they end up doing nothing. (laughs) And this is where a mastermind can be really, really useful mm-hmm. alongside content like this, because they'll help you get that orientation around, okay, of all these thousands of things that I could do, what are the important ones for me today? And, and, and
1: think- that's exactly what it did. It it's I had a list of all these things I wanted to do, but I had to narrow that down for this is what I want to accomplish, you know, within this year with the group. And had I not with the mastermind group, you know, had that guidance and accountability, it it probably would have been a different story. So I I like to take what I've learned and share that with others and help them get to, you know, find that, that one big thing that's really important and, you know, help them get there.
0: Yeah. And I think here's the thing I'm in a mastermind as a, paying customer and I'm in peer masterminds, but also I have a coach and my coach is in a mastermind with peers and he also pays to be part of other memberships or other masterminds. So this is something that exists at every level. And I think you'll often hear that a rising tide lifts all ships. I'm not sure if I'm using the right analogy here, but yeah, this isn't something that Once you graduate, you don't need it anymore. Very successful people take care to spend time with people who are on the same journey. They look for fellow travelers because it's like when you go on holiday or vacation. If you go with other people, you help each other. You show things that the others hadn't seen and you collaborate and you cross pollinate and you educate each other and you have a better experience and everybody gets more out of the journey. This is the thing. You never want to be the solo traveler in this You should always be looking for fellow travelers, which is actually why I started the podcast in the first place because where I was in the remote Northeast of Scotland at the time, there wasn't anybody else on this journey. There was nobody locally for me to speak to. So I had to reach out by starting the podcast. If you're listening to this and you're thinking maybe I'm too big for this, maybe I'm past masterminds. No, oh, no. Don't look for one. <laughs>
1: My coach had a coach. I mean, it's, 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 I think every, every coach has a coach who has a coach. I mean, you, you nailed it. It's, it's Success always. Success likes you know, company. The, it does.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious now with your business, which are the bits you struggle with the most? Because I know what you're great at, but which are the bits that you think, oh, I'm, I just, I don't know where to go with this. or I just wish I didn't have to do this, or this is something I'm putting off. Where, where does Tamara struggle? Nobody's listening. They're not judging you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think with getting it out there more.
0: And why do you think that is? Do you think it's maybe a bit of imposter syndrome or <laughs> is it tech stuff or?
1: You know, as, as, I'm, cause as I'm building, you know, I'm just new launching this and there's so many, so many moving parts. You know, so I launched my website, you know, a few weeks ago. And now it's, you know, the next step is to focus on, you know, attracting more clients. I struggle with that. It's there's I'm also, I mean, Zenitude, there's there's so many possibilities with Zenitude. And it's again, it's see, it's good. I'm glad that you reminded me, Bob, because there's there's so many things I want to do. I have I'm working on actually a a product that with the Zenitude name on it. And I just think it's going to be great. <laughs> it's a great reminder for people to have in a convenient way, but without elaborating on that. So I get excited about that, but then I, I get back to where I need to start bringing in more coaching clients. You know, Zenitude, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm close to getting the trademark. So it's, I have I have a few moving parts going on, so I always yeah. have to have to refocus myself and look at what's most important, and and that's what I did with. Why I, I hired the brand strategist, I hired a web designer, and then now it's you know me to you know find someone to help with the marketing, so I can just focus on the core of my business. Yeah, and helping people. And yeah.
0: I think what you described there is something that a lot of people, if they're honest, will admit to, which is, it's a little bit like you walked into the control room of a power station. It's just a big (laughs) wall of buttons and you think, what do I do? Which button do I press? Which one shall I press? There's lots of them. Some of them are flashing red, but the guy in the control room knows there's only two buttons he needs to worry about today and the rest of them will take care of themselves or they're not important today. I guess if that weren't true, people like me wouldn't have a job. But I think Such the a great important analogy, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great until you understand I have a vision of Homer Simpson in my head. Um, <laughs> so I think here's the thing, looking for what are one or two nails that I can hammer in, in terms of building my audience, not focus on all the things, but just one or two things. Then productization. I know many people who have 15 or 20 revenue streams and that's fine. But build one revenue stream, get it working, move on to the next. Some people have said to me, I build one revenue stream a year. So one revenue stream, get that revenue stream working, and then you can move on to the next one. But having an audience and having a revenue stream, you need something to connect the two. So this is where having a conversion process matters as well. So, okay, I have an audience. How am I going to get that audience to buy my stuff? And this is... Often it'll be something like a webinar or master classes or something like that that allows you to create a connection with people and actually make them an offer at the end. You can bring people in close and have some Tamara time, time with them. And a lot of people, they have a fantastic audience and they have some great products, but they never bring the two together. And I often say to clients, success online is simple. It's traffic plus conversion equals money, plus retention equals growth. And I think you have all the right ingredients to build a fantastic audience. You're charismatic, you're enthusiastic, you're photogenic. Your product is great, your product is primal. So bring those two together with a clear customer journey and you'll do extremely well. Very, very sure. And I'm so enthusiastic to see where this goes. And I will be queuing up to help you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Mm. I appreciate that. I think it's funny, like, uh, you know, on a funny humorous side, you know, going back to that, you know, that Zenitude, that, that, you know, reaction, choosing the positive instead of the negative, you know, maybe, maybe this will down the road help cure a lot of road rage. (laughs) I think so. And that coincides with this product I'm doing. So that's why I brought up the the road rage.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I I wait with interest to see what your cure for road rage is. But seriously, the world has a lot of rage in it right now, and it can do with a bit Mm -hmm. more zenitude. So I wish you every success. But I have one question before you go. Two, in fact. First, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that?
1: Oh, thank you. So uh, my website is zenitude.com, Z-E-N-A-T-U-D-E.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Tamra Lee Wine, and also on Instagram, uh, My I'm Zenitude222. And those are the three main ones.
0: And I'll put a link to your website in the show notes when this comes out oh, so that people you. can go find all the other stuff. Great. Okay. And- Finally, what's one thing you do now that you wish you started five years ago?
1: <laughs> that one thing, you know. Of course, several things pop up. The one thing is, I guess it's two of the same. Like is being held accountable, which I, I did have somebody that was holding me accountable. As I was, um, I wish I would have had a coach at that time five years ago. I think I know. It wouldn't have taken me this long to get to where I am. But so accountability is is the number one thing that I wish that I would have had either, you know, holding myself and having somebody hold me accountable so I could follow through with, with all these ideas that I've come up with, especially with Senitude.
0: I think the accountability part is really interesting. And I think you mentioned that you had somebody who was kind of holding you accountable, but things were different with the mastermind and i think what's interesting there's who holds you accountable is really important and that's where the connection with the person that's holding you accountable really matters if it's someone whose opinion matters to you it makes all the difference that's really interesting
1: yes yeah it, yeah you definitely need to align yourself with somebody that's that's is on your same journey you could kind of use the analogy of maybe somebody trying to lose weight if you want somebody to hold you accountable you know you want somebody else that's along that same journey yeah rather than somebody who's doesn't need to lose weight and and just can't really feel it for you and and help you get there yeah
0: tamra early wine you have been an awesome guest thank you so much for your time i look forward to coming back to san diego next year and we will definitely meet in person now thank you so much for your time.
1: Definitely, yeah. Thank you, Bob. I look forward to meeting you next year.